for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. We're preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest. Hey everyone, welcome back to PendiQ Productions, PendiQ Podcast. We are on location here in Homedale, New Jersey. And this two-engine house is awesome. I know we're missing a piece, but uh, yeah. at the moment, two-engine house. Brother, welcome to the show. Thank you for very much for having me. This Absolutely. Is awesome. This whole experience so far has been awesome. That's great. Before we get any further, man, why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are? Okay. Um, I'm Steve Draymond. Um, I'm a firefighter here at Homedale Fire Rescue Company Number 2. Um, I've been here since... 2016 um i was in another department um two years before that and in another department 10 years before that nice yeah so, or something like that i've been around I a block keep, i've been around a block a few times i, I, don't, I don't like keeping count <laughs> i got like i take the hat off i got like the peninsula on my yeah, forehead yeah, nice, i'm not dealing nice. with that. We, we we all have that going I lose, on i lose hair every time i start talking about how long i've been doing this <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a good ride, man, right? Awesome. I uh, I owe everything I have in my life to the fire service. That's awesome, man. And it, you could tell that just by us meeting and, and talking before the show and then here when we got here, uh, take me around. You got that glow. Like, this this obviously means something to you. Oh, a thousand percent. And one of the cool things I liked uh, right from the beginning was as soon as we started talking, you know, you introduced me to these guys at the firehouse with you. Sure. Uh, tell me who these guys are. So that is uh, Frankie and Richie, our two uh, most noble probies, I guess, if you want to call them that. They're, uh, they're, they're two out of, I think, like, I think we have 10 total now that you're talking to, like, out of those 10, only two of them are in the academy. The rest of them are out. So that's fresh mind for molding, and it's a lot of it. Yeah. So we have been collectively trying to do here as a company to jam as much uh, – um, as much fireman stuff into them as we can. You talked to me earlier. You told me you have, what is it, nine or seven probies? How many? Yeah, like I think like nine or ten. I don't know. They're like gremlins. You throw water on them, you throw, you feed them multiply. after midnight, they multiply. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk about that for a second because you have that many probies in one time. I mean, that's a lot of probies at yeah. one shot. So yeah. you're talking about a juggling, trying to keep people motivated, interested on the map. I agree a thousand percent with that, and it's hard to do. Yeah, it's it's hard to do. These two in the back there, they got the bug hardcore, and they're always hitting me up. Hey, can you come to the firehouse? Hey, can I stretch lines with you? Hey, can we do this and that? They're go getters. You know, what I mean, they, they if they continue to apply themselves the way they do right now for the rest of their time in the fire service, right? Because you know there are career guys, there are volunteer guys. I say time because. This is this is a lifestyle, you know. This is this is this is not something that it, it's it's more than a career. No, absolutely, so, absolutely. So those guys, right, and the rest of the guys too. It's not just them; all of them, when they have the time to come out, they all put forth a hundred and ten percent because we don't give them an option not to. Right, right. Um, obviously, you know, in a volunteer department, probies will come and go, kids will go and do other things that they don't want to do. 
And then, you know, next thing you know, they're going to college and then they're off and now they're, they're done with the department. It's hard to keep them. Yeah. Molding them is fine. Keeping them is hard. Yeah, absolutely, man. Talk to me about this uh, logbook. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Frankie, grab me this logbook, man. We got to, okay. I got to show this. It's okay. too cool not to. Frankie, get the book. Dude, Frankie Walnuts, Frankie Fingers. That's, that's, that's uh, Frankie Knuckles. Frankie Knuckles. He's killing it all the time. I like any one of those. So I like this book a lot. Thank you. You know, uh, you showed it to me when we were just talking off camera. And so I asked you, one of the questions I asked you, what I asked you about this book. Do you remember? Um, to be honest with you, no. I asked you, if, <laughs> dude, honestly. I don't remember. Honestly, we, the best what, policy. Yeah. What, so one, of the question, one of the questions I asked Steve was I said, hey, man. By filling out this book, do you get extra credit for this? No way. And what'd you tell me? No, absolutely not. That book is so on the front of it, it says pride and practice. Right. Right. So the point of the book, right, is to keep ourselves in check with what has been happening. Right. It's right. it's 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 a fact checker, right? So if I look in the book and I see that it's been two weeks since nobody's written in the book, either we're getting lazy or stuff's not getting done. It's it's a it's a it's a checks and balances. It's a a motivation to continue to try and make sure these two rigs are in tip top shape, combat ready, a thousand percent. It's it's a way to keep ourselves ha- having pride in the firehouse. Something simple, swept the bays out. Well, yeah, and, know, like, and what I like about it is exactly that. I mean, I, I look. Some guys this. write the New Testament. You know what I mean? Some right, guys write a, you know, something small, something big. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it benefits the company. It doesn't matter. It's great because it basically all this does is just keeps people in check for one. Oh yeah. Secondly, it's like keeps well, me humble. If your name's yeah. not in this book, you got to ask yourself a question: like, what am I not doing right? So that's one of my rules: no names. Right. No names. Um, only what benefits the company, small or large. If you're not writing something in the book, you haven't earned the right to sit down and watch a TV. I love that. Yeah. So no names in this book. No names. I want no zero names. names. This is a team effort. It's just what you did. Yeah. The front page has our rules. I had to write rules because if I don't write rules, these animals will be drawing all kinds of crap in there. I don't want anything. All right. So every time you do something, log it. Log it. Cleaning up, training, maintenance. Don't matter. No names. Let us never be outworked. That's it, man. I love it. So like, especially around here, you know, we do a lot of um, calls, right? Like, uh, for instance, for the month, we had 60 calls, right? For a volunteer department, a single company, it's hard. Right, it's hard to get out the door. It's a lot of runs. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the problem is, we get consistent calls. We go to the parkway a lot for extrication. We go, you know, we, we we do a lot of running around, but some, you know, we only get a handful of fires a year. Right. We are starting to go a lot more mutual aid now, which is great. So the hard part is these probies have to gain experience. Right. I can sit there and have him pull off the prop, or we can advance, fill the hallway with smoke all they want. Until they get in, until they start doing firemen things, they're not going to become seasoned firemen. Without guidance. Yeah, Without exactly. the push. A thousand percent. And, you know, it's funny, man. There was just a, a mention on, on Instagram. Uh, somebody wrote, if the kids aren't doing what they're supposed to do and they're not motivated, they have no drive. It's not their fault. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, so, it's our fault. It's our fault as senior a, members. A like, thousand what are we percent. Doing, what are we doing wrong? So I, I've been really pushing that's why i started like you know i did the instagram thing mm-hmm. right i've i like the instagram thing watching other you know like and think about that as a subject in itself right when you like guys like you know, you and i were coming up i didn't have instagram 
No. I didn't have I didn't have you know your Instagram to look at what other people are doing, the tactics, what other fires look like. You know, I didn't we didn't have any of that. We had Firehouse magazine. Firehouse magazine. <laughs> Fire, fire rescue, engineering. fire engineering, whatever <laughs> came to the station. And of course, the VHS tapes. The VHS tapes, yeah. the, the Bronx is burning. The like Bronx all, is burning. All yeah. of those cool <laughs> things, you know? You watch those yeah. like... Uh, R1 know, Smoke Eater, man. Oh, all yeah. Those all those FDNY sock units post 9-11 yep. videos. Dude, those guys are awesome. Yeah. But... Blue jeans and pull-ups, man. That's it, man. That's that's back when, yeah. you know, firemen did fireman things. It's different. It's just different, yeah. man. But it's like I'm, we're trying to... One of the coolest things I'm seeing right now is this generation, man. Everybody, they're beating them up, man, right? But I'm seeing the opposite of that now. Sure. I, I would say there's a big shift in the last, for me, in the last two years with the, with the newer newer guys, man, girls coming in. They have that bite. They have that fire, man. It's awesome. It's like that blue jean pull-up. It reminds me of me when I was younger. Yeah, man. You know, like I sit there like um, – you asked me when you wanted to do the podcast, find pictures for me to put in the show. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, what, where am I getting that from? So I'm like Facebook. Wow, I'm like going to social mm -hmm. media for – I did a lot of digging. Amen. And let me tell you what. It brought up a lot of memories. Yeah. Um, like, oh, my God. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Half this, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like, <laughs> and I think back now, like the, I even remember like the moves I made during some of the calls that we have pictures of. And I'm like – could have done that differently. Could have done that. You know, like just oh, having absolutely. the knowledge now, and I would trade it for getting past that knowledge when I was a younger person for a, in a second. Like if you knew now, we didn't know then. Oh, no, like, it's over. But you can go back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we were like superstars, you know. And, oh. and it, it'd be amazing. But that's the part of the senior man that's very important. Absolutely. That's yeah. a part of that boss that that's going to show you the way. Right, because if you're not shown the way, you got to try and figure it out yourself, and that's when that's that's when it gets bad. So, you know, don't get me wrong; you got to go off on a whim every now and then, do things yourself. I get it, but teaching your probie, showing your probie an aggressive way to do things while calculating every move you make is something that the fire service needs to see all of the time. Mm -hmm. And. I try as hard as I can because, you know, the kids come out of the academy, right? They're showing what to do in the academy, right? They're showing stretching the line, how to pack it. Mm -hmm. They're showing all of the basics, right? Basics. You have to come bring them back to the firehouse, right, with that knowledge that they've attained and the knowledge you've helped them attain through the academy. Now you have to strip them down again yep. and show them how you do it for your jurisdiction because every jurisdiction is different. When you, when you get back to your firehouse, that's truly when the job starts for you. And, then, and when I say job, man, I don't, I'm not talking about career. I'm not talking about a profession per se. Right. Volunteer, career, it doesn't make a difference. Right. Like, we're all doing the same job. Right. So Paid guys, that's where it starts at the firehouse, wherever house you're in. A thousand percent. Paid guys go to more fires, right? Mm -hmm. In big cities and, you know, things like that. But like you said just now, it all starts the moment you put your foot from the apron into the bay. Dude, that, that, that was a that was a ladybug. That's supposed to be good luck. I think you killed her. What is going on? Wait, I, I don't know. I don't know. Does you that just, mean I have bad luck? You screwed both of us basically at this point. Now the rain's gonna come. But, yeah, exactly. It's gonna come right back. Um, you got me. But it's true. It's it's like you know I've heard these stories, horror stories, where someone's like, yeah, it, I joined the fire department where I live. I walked in and the guy was a complete <laughs> to me, and I just about faced and walked out and it's like you so you had and, and it's gone 
So you're bringing forth a lot of good topics with the moment they step through the door, right? When you uh, uh, were a kid, right, and you never played uh, hockey, I'm ho- I enjoy hockey very much. Me too. First time I ever played hockey, right? <laughs> My old man's gonna love hearing this. The first time I ever played hockey, right? I went to two practices, was fine with it, but I didn't know all of the rules, right? It's all about that first introduction. Right. The first time I played hockey, I cross-checked the kid. You're talking like three minutes into my first game. I'm all excited. I got my, you know, my Eastern aluminum stick dating myself, <laughs> right? And I, I, I cross-checked it. Like, like, didn't even know what I was doing. Went to go throw the hit. You're like, that was quick. We're kid, already out of the game. Yeah. Kid turned his back. I got ejected. Yeah. I'm in a locker room like, that was I do wrong? You know, because yeah. I was like, you know, I think I was nine years old. Yeah. I'm like, uh, whenever you start playing people, nine, 10, 11, whatever it is. And he was just like, I, I wanted nothing to do with hockey. Right. For like a month. And he was just like, why don't you give it another shot? Because you had a bad experience. What I just talked about versus a pro becoming in this firehouse and me going, you know, what the hell do you want? Or, or rubbing off or, or a pro be hearing uh, within the first 10 seconds of being in the firehouse, hearing somebody yelling, screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Or, or you, you hear, you, they just get the bad vibe. They're like, yeah, cool. So yeah. You know, they're not going to want this. Yeah. You know? And especially with volunteering volunteerism itself but being being down like yeah man even Don't more and more important now to, to try to get us back where we need to be exactly but i agree with that right i want to make sure that they feel probably feels welcome a probably feels like they're wanted here because they are but at the same time, a probie needs to feel like a probie too. Absolutely, right? You got to pay your dues. I mean, you got to pay your dues. Don't don't be mis- misunderstood. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to you got to you got to get your your chops busted. You got you know like you got to go through what probies go through because that's a part of building the culture. And there's a big difference between between learning in the fire service and hazing. Yeah, it, a thousand. We're not talking about hazing. We're talking and about both, both building, building yeah, a culture. Yeah. And, and and some departments they don't know the. They break balls so hard that some kid's going to be like, yo, these guys are like bullying the crap out of me. What am I doing here? Yeah. But the first 20, I, like same, like you said, the first 20 minutes, mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes you walk in a firehouse, you should be like, whoa. Like I'll never forget when I, I'll never forget the moment I decided to join the fire service. I, I was like, oh God, 17 and change. And all my friends were... Um, they're running. There comes the train. Here comes the train. <laughs> Bro, the um, train is coming. So, in so, Allendale. So, so I I came up in the township of Mawa. Mawa, right? So, um, I was 17 years old. I was a young senior in high school. That's right near Ramapo College, right? No, that's where I met my wife. I never went there, but that's where I met her. <laughs> um, so I went to um, Mawa High School. I was halfway through my senior year. All my friends were getting ready to go to college. I was, you know, staying behind. Yeah, yeah. What do you know? I'm going to go to, we, we went to a, I went, I went to Bergen Community College. We called it Southern Paramus University, <laughs> you know, um, the Harvard on the highway. Um, so I remember my buddy called me up one night. He was like, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm hanging out at my house. He goes, you want to go? With me, I'm going to go, you know, we went to 7-Eleven. That's what, you know, you know, when you're a kid. Yeah, when you're a kid. We're going to go to 7-Eleven, you know, like, yeah. you go hang out. And we went to 7-Eleven. crush out Slurpees. All yeah, day. exactly. Yeah. We're going to go hang out because that's where all the cool kids hang out. Get so, brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> your head for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and um, 
my buddy was on the fire on the fire department. He's in the firehouse. I grew up a block behind the firehouse that I joined, so I always heard them. I always saw them. I, you know, I, I was around it, but I was never in it. And no family, no other family. In uh, my uncle is uh, a retired aircraft rescue firefighter out of the Air National Guard. He was uh, stationed in Stewart Air Force Base. So you never got the bug with him, huh? No. Um, he was a cop too. Like okay. he did like the weekend thing and, yeah. and then he got deployed every now and then. He, um, he, he did all that. Um, but it was one of those things like we only really went to this cause he was in the air force. It's a government thing. You can't just, it's not like coming here. You can't right, just right. waltz up. Um, so my buddy goes, Hey, listen, do you want to, um, come to the firehouse? Cause he met up with other friends. He's like, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. I'll go. Yeah. I went to the firehouse and one of my friends, one of my still to this day is my best friend. Um, his name is Mike Cooper. Um, he was there and you're talking, I went to preschool with this kid. Oh, wow. And he was just like, that's legit. That's a legit coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking, you know, we played different sports, you know, we had disconnected for a while, you know, things like that. And, um, he says, Hey man, you coming back tomorrow? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm here to say hi. He's like, okay, cool. So we see you tomorrow. And I was just like, uh, okay. I came back the next day. It was drill night. Nice. And they were, um, so I was on Mawa Fire Department, uh, Rescue Company 1. And Mawa Fire Department has five companies. Great, great house, by the way, man. Dude, so I mean, good. like, Let me tell you what. Great house. Awesome reputation. Oh, here it comes. Here comes the train. <laughs> Talking about, hands down. The rowdiest, most aggressive people I have ever met in my entire life. Like still to this day, yeah. I think about back in the day, and I'm like, those are the best years of my life so far. Here it comes. We'll let, we'll let the train go by. Sure. And actually, when that train goes by, um, can we close the doors? Because the car traffic is ki- it's killing me. Oh, you can hear the car traffic? Oh, yeah, bro. You can't? No. I so basically after that Wednesday night when I saw those guys drilling right they were doing uh because I, it was a rescue company we do uh, they were doing a cutting torches and, nice. I, and I saw it I was like wow dude, and especially as, cool. a, as a kid you're like man that's- yeah 17 years old yeah you know, smashing things and burning things. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. so, um, I really got spoiled with going into a great company at first because, um, not just, so every firehouse in Mao has a stock engine for first due to a structure fire in your zone. Okay. And so it was a rescue company with it. With yeah. So my old house had, we, we are, we were a heavy rescue company. So we had, um, a stock engine, mm-hmm. like uh, another engine set up like a squad. With just uh, vehicle extrication tools and things like that. And then we got, uh, we have uh, two heavy rescues. Uh, one heavy rescue that does your, um, you know, all the vehicle extrication, uh, man stuck in a machine, uh, high and low angle rope, swift water, um, building collapse, trench collapse, confined space, you name it. Man, so as a brand new member coming into a rescue. Oh, dude, that's, kid in a candy shop. That's awesome. It's awesome. And it's like overwhelming amount of knowledge. Dude, yeah. insane. And you're talking guys that have 20 years just doing, you know, we were a technical rescue team. We had another heavy rescue truck that's dive, structural collapse, trailers, 
um, because we were, uh, there's a lot of swift water mm -hmm. in Mawa. Um, one of our members donated to us in memory of his uh, brother who passed away, um, a 2009 at a Cocoa Beach, Florida, a 2009 Diamondback fan boat. So this you, chain is awesome, man. Yeah. It's so like, like oh, the train, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they like to the train. <laughs> so yeah so you got like a fan a, boat a fan boat like a 497 horsepower chevy big block engine driving a you know, fan is you know i could go like this you know um, and we did that because we had a lot of swift water calls where you can't float attention diagonal you can't it, it's hard it's hard to tether the boat it's hard to do all of that um, a lot of moving water that's moving different ways where it would be so manpower intensive that, you know, we did one operation one time. It took like an hour and a half to get this person unstuck. And it was, wow. it was not for uh, a lack of tactic, but it was just time consuming and tedious. And, you know, God was throwing every curveball he could at us that day. So, but they're not the best jobs ever. Cause you come back, oh, you come so back good. to the fire and you're like, what just they're happened? So good. Taking yeah. it took, it took me at least two weeks to digest all of yeah. that. And that's what I love about gaining experience. And you guys do brief on that job. We do. We, after every single call that involves any type of rescue, we sit down, we hash it out for at least a half an hour. And then at the next drill, we talk about it and we, we start, we start, you know, yes, no, good, bad, ugly, whatever. And, right, right. And always we did that. Um, and that's, and that's literally when you have to check your ego at the door because, because you can't sit at the table. Like, yeah. let me just point out real quick, this table, I, I love, man, I love nothing more than coming to firehouses and seeing tables like that because right away, dude, right? Pride, oh. <laughs> ownership, commitment. I mean, that's, that's what that kitchen table is about. And for you guys in this house, um, with the tour, it's like, it's in your, it's in your bay and there's yeah, nothing man. wrong with that, but it's here. So you come back and you sit at that table. And what do you, what do you say to your guys after a job at that table? What do I say to them? Yeah. Well, we're back. <laughs> what are we doing differently? Mm -hmm. What did we do good? What did we do bad? And it's if we're not, not checking our ego there, then we're no, not going to have open dialogue. Right? And I, I will tell you immediately that anything that goes on I, that I could have done differently is coming out in the air right away. I don't do any of that. Well, you know, I yeah, don't know yeah. none of that crap. We have to operate efficiently as a company. The only way we operate efficiently is if we critique ourselves, mm -hmm. come up with a battle plan, institute it, train on it, so you're ready for next time. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, that's that's what's going to make the difference between the good job next or not. Yeah, yeah. What you do and the actions you perform post incident are going to reflect most upon your next one. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Hey guys, so we're outside here, Homedale Fire Department, and we're going to look at a prop that the fire department made for training at the firehouse. We talk all the time that you don't have to be at a training center to do what you need to do, get it done right at the firehouse. So Steve, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. So I like that you have this outside the firehouse. I mean, this is something you guys can work on at your leisure. Sure. So talk to me a little bit about what you made here. So we had a couple of the younger guys that aren't qualified drivers yet. They're asking, you know, we want to pull lines, we want to pull lines, we want to repack. Um, so basically what happened was, you know, one day we were all hanging out here and I said, well, why don't we, why don't we make it possible? We made a quick plan, went to Lowe's, spent a few hundred bucks, came back here. Uh, but before we did it, the plans included measuring of our cross lace, height, you know, width, exactly to a T. Um, for our cross lace, we use a 200 foot inch and three quarter minute man. So 
we basically did what we got to do to make the measurements to set it up. And the same thing, uh, 200 foot uh, Minuteman deuce and a half can pull from both sides. You got loops. So this is the same pre-Canuck you got off the rig. Exactly. Yeah. So that's smart. You're doing something that's on the rig itself. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel nope. and then recreate something. I mean, this is what you're using. Simple and Why, Why'd you guys go to Minuteman here? Um, in Homedale, especially during the day, we're short-staffed. Right. So that's like the common theme. Everywhere. That's that's the story right. everywhere. Right. Right. So single man deployment, single man everything. We got to be able to get this line to the door. Yesterday, guys, tell me what it means for you guys as members here, working with uh, with Steven, and of course working with these these props. Why, why are you doing this? Uh, I mean, I get after it all the time here. You know, we're hanging out instead of sitting inside watching TV. Right. You no, know, get out here, stretch a couple lines. It's easy. You don't have to pull the rig out. And I mean, this thing wheels right out there. We throw a couple park cars in the way, a couple chairs. I mean, it's all about sets and reps, getting after it. So sets and reps, and that's exactly what we're gonna talk about a little later. I like the fact that you say you put a car in front of it, you put some props in the way, um, because that's a real world firefighting. It's not always gonna be a parking lot run. And, and yeah. you know, Bobby Ecker talks a lot about, you know, doing your, your reps in the parking lot, in the open parking lot. That's not training. That's not, yeah. That's not real training. So, you know, I like the fact you're doing that. You put yeah. the car out there, you know, Taking even a couch, making an old couch and put it in the way. It's Something, a, yeah, anything. It's, it's it doesn't matter. So this is all. This is all handmade. That's it. It was all us. Yeah. All us. So and this is the kind of commitment and drive we're talking about out there. And you know, if you ain't doing this, get out and do it. Yeah. So basically, I got to seg my way, segue my way into the going to the academy through Company One. I got, you know, one of our uh, senior men in company one is an instructor at the Bergen County Fire Academy. It always helps. Dude, it was awesome. Cause yeah. he'd come to me and be like, all right, well, what are we bad in? Right. I'd be like everything, <laughs> you know, and then he'd come, he'd, he'd sit there, you know, and, and he would take time cause he knew that we were his guys. He would pay more attention to us during evolutions in the academy, really stand up dude. His name is George Polster, stand up guy. Um, when, when you talk about, when you talk about Mawa to me, Dude, your face just lights up. Dude, bro. I'm telling you right now, best years of my life besides yeah. uh, being married. Yeah, your queen. My queen. Your That's queen. it. Um, so, shortcut to the queen, right? So, I came up, went through probie school, started gaining experience. So, in my old, in, in company one, before you take fire two, you have to go to take uh, uh, to rescue school. Okay. Right. So that's at the Bergen County EMS Training Academy. You go through their rescue technician program. That's where you learn all of your vehicle education, high and low angle rope, all of your utility emergencies. Uh, uh, you know, you repel from a tower, mm -hmm. you, you, you cut up cars, hazmat operations, all, 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 all that you know, special ops stuff. That's, that's what we learned there. And then you can go to, if you have, if you want after that, you're done. So once you graduate rescue school, you can start training with the company on rescue operations. Oh, you're nice. not allowed to, unless you graduate rescue school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's more of like a, a fundamental, like, um, yeah. So no one's just on the rig. Yeah. 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 It's same way. Like, uh, you know, how uh, Rick guys have to get, you know, your, your, your mm -hmm. SCBA, all, all that, all that stuff, RIT operations. Like it's the same thing yeah, for awareness, us. R R awareness, ops. RIT ops, yeah. uh, the SCBA, mm -hmm. all the, all that stuff. So you have to have rescue school if you want to get on the rescue truck. So the way we rolled to in our old house to, uh, fires was that the engine would roll first due, mm -hmm. the rescue truck would roll second due similar to act as a truck company. Nice. So it was awesome. You know, right the amount of experience you get. I mean, just unbelievable. especially young kids, man. You're, I look at these guys, I mean, they're, they're sponges, right? Yeah. Just absolute sponges. It's so unreal. Just, yeah. And I tell them, I said, anything that anyone says, good or bad, you take it in and take it for what it is. Absolutely. Um, but 
what I thought was really cool was we got to operate. We got to operate during Hurricane Irene. We got to operate during Superstorm Sandy. We went to Little Ferry mm-hmm. uh, when the dam broke, um, and they kept us in their back pocket. The Jersey Task Force One. They kept us in their back pocket for any specialty because we had the boat that could get them, you know, get in the water right away. You drop it on land, you drive it in water. It's yeah. great. Um, so it was really cool. We got to actually operate during Superstorm Sandy. There was someone uh, in Munaki that was trapped above an Italian restaurant. Uh, old lady in a wheelchair. Uh, O2 was running out and we got in and we realized how hard it was to get her out of that apartment. And you're talking to like, this is while the fan boat is like, like, yeah. like just sitting there, like trying to keep up with whatever currents are drifting back and forth. Oh, the Coast Guard is calling the operator on, uh, of the boat on the, on the thing. And, and you know, the, one of the other guys. So at the time I was a, a junior captain, right? I was first year's captain. Um, I had done time as Lieutenant before that. And I remember going, this is like as real world as it gets, right? As far as special operations, water rescue, something like that, right? So I'll never forget, <laughs> one of the lieutenants came down at the time and uh, my brother was calling me out. So my brother uh, came up in the firehouse after me. That's awesome. Uh, two years after me, he joined and he and I established a bond that is unbreakable for eternity. Um, words cannot express how much I have a bond with my, my little brother. It's unbelievable. I'm proud of him. He's got his own family now. He's, you know, he's buying houses. He's got a, you know, job. I'm like, wow, dude, like it's crazy. But yeah. my brother, so when I left Mawa, my brother actually got up as high as battalion chief. Nice. Out of the five firehouses, each one of them has a battalion chief. So he was, uh, he got to do time as battalion chief before I, uh, after I left. But it was cool. Like my son and I got to hold the Bible for him. Like, oh, that's, sworn that's in. Awesome, like that's, that's, that's real world pride shit. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. um, my brother was calling us on the radio. What's going on? What's going on? I was like, she's running out of oxygen. It's like, what's, what? why? I was like, I mean, like, I'm not, this is the only story I'm saying because it was the most relevant out of like how I had to combine experience with training right. and what the guys above me instilled into me. And I'm like, what? And as a, as a boss, you're like, well, oxygen's going to run out. It's going to run out before we even get back to, to shore, shore, right. shore side. I'm like, what are we going to do? You know? So the Lieutenant pokes his head and goes, Hey, I guess, there was, uh, because the water had overtaken the streets, <laughs> there was an abandoned ambulance. No kidding. So he had two guys. <laughs> How's that for timing? I, he got two guys. I'm like, this is like handing it to, I'm like, if there's yeah. something, I'm it's like, like come I'm from gonna, the heavens. Yeah. I'm like, this, this water is going to have like, you know, fecal matter in yeah, it or yeah. something like that. I'm going to get some kind of infection because I'm like, did I said, go, go. They were able to get oxygen bottles from it. We that were able awesome. to click in and then, you know, brought it back nicely. But, um, Experiences like that, to me, are once in a lifetime. Because how often does the superstorm come through? Yeah. Obviously, we Ho- got blessed with once in a lifetime. Yeah. I pray to Christ. Yeah, that was something. We got blessed with two superstorms within two years, and I was like, guys, enough with this already. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you talk about making mistakes. Like, I'll be the first one to tell you, I make mistakes. I, I'll never forget during Hurricane Irene, I was a junior. I was ju- a junior lieutenant. Like you're talking, maybe six months as a boss, and. We got up, I was waiting all night. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna be an officer. I got to, you know, you wanna talk about being a young officer, unexperienced. <laughs> what a schmuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'll never forget it. And the guys still to this day never let me live this down. Our rescue truck was like, you know, we, we, we're gonna go to this person's house. Uh, they got water in front of the house. It's not like the Rage and Rapids in front of the house. I'm like, <laughs> let's go. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. You're putting your helmet on. Uh, yeah, you're, you're getting ready to kill it, you know. And um, 
I'll never forget. We drove and the driver was like, all right, let's go through here. And I'm like, okay. And like being an officer, you're focused on like what you're going to tell the crew is going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as a boss, when you're going to any type of call, there's a thousand things going through your head at the same time. Yep. So I'll never forget it. And I said to myself halfway through, I'm like, why did you stop in the water? And he was just like, well, I don't know. The truck shut off. We sucked water right in the intake. Oh, the yeah, engine yeah, blew the thing up. And like sad. had to get it towed back to the firehouse. Had to have the whole thing breaking down, and the whole time. And naturally, in the back of the rig, I had like four of the most senior dudes you have ever met. And they're like, really? You make moves like that in a bad spot, you know, you yeah. can kill us, right? I'm like, oh, what? And <laughs> I'm so like, you realize, like, yeah, hey, talk about yeah. talk about humbling. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, that's it. I gotta, I gotta really get on my shit. So that's when I said to myself, self, you know, you have to be excellent at doing this or you have to try very hard to be excellent at doing this. Yeah. No one's going to be perfect, but I mean, no, you, you have you to try, try you have to yeah. strive as hard as you can for excellence. Cause if you don't, you're going to have a bad problem. What, what does it mean for you personally with, you know, coming up in the fire service and that family aspect? Like, what does that mean? Um, it means that you do something with a group of people, something that is different than anything you do with any other group of people, right? Right. Family, right? You always eat at the same Thanksgiving dinner table mm-hmm. with your, you know, your aunt, your uncle, and this and that. No matter what else is happening in the world, you have that time mm-hmm. with your family. My time is spent with this family riding this engine. Right. You know, I have my family, but our time here as a family is spent riding this engine and our bond between each other is what's going to solidify the success when we all get in there. I'm going to ask you a question. I think you're going to like this question. And that is, yeah. What did you bring from your experiences up North here? Okay. So that's a great question. So I love the camaraderie aspect of the fire service. So ask these two in the back, I'm always like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm joking around, breaking chops. Like, you know, when we operate, like they know when I'm in serious face yes. and when I'm in slapstick face, yeah, right? Because yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I try to, you have to, like, what we do is so serious that if you don't joke and if you don't have fun while you're not in serious mode, you're going to succumb to yourself. Man. Oh, absolutely. You can't. And I was you're, always- You're going to burn out. A yeah. thousand percent. And I was always taught, and or at least gained, not even taught, I just learned it from experience, Right. You get back from the crazy call. You're like, you get, they start joking mm-hmm. about it. Or at the end of the day, you know, you guys are looking at stuff like, oh, wow, probably should have done that better, huh? Like, like, like just trying to develop that family atmosphere into doing what you're doing is, is very easy to do. So I came from them like a cadre of dudes who like, and you're talking like, imagine being 18 years old. And you sign up to do the fire service, right? You're like, I'm gonna be a fireman, you know. And you go, and you, it's like, it's like when you're a freshman in high school, and you see seniors for the first time. They look like grown adults, right? You like, like that guy's got a beard. Wow, you know. And it's like, you know, you go into the firehouse, and there's these salty dudes with like mustaches and stuff like that. And you're like, whoa, this is like the real deal. And these guys look like they're going to eat me for breakfast. And you look up to them like they're gods. You know, yeah, like dude, young a age thousand or, percent. You yeah. say, oh, do it this way, do it that way. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, 100% like, had oh, the same experience, man. Oh, like looking up so like, oh good. my God, these guys. I love that, Frank. Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I had like six or seven guys 
that I learn from so much that I literally take it and I find myself with these two, you know, we, we had, we were training extrication the other day and I was showing them things that I remember learning when I was 18 years old from these same dudes who I still talk to today. You know, I, I don't get a chance to go up there as much as I should. And, and it's frustrating, but, um, my time in Mawa has developed my life, right? If it wasn't for joining that firehouse, my life would not be what it is today whatsoever. Right. So I mentioned my buddy, yeah. Mike, he introduced me to my wife, his, his girlfriend at the time, uh, was at Rampo college and that's where we went on Thursday nights. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would go you know, throw some beer in a backpack, go gallivanting and then, <laughs> and that's it. But I'll never forget it. He called me up. We had got done with our monthly meeting Friday night, September 7th, 2007. Um, he's like, yo, dude, my, my girl is having some people at her, you know, dorm. Did you, you study, did you study that date before the interview? Tell you what, Were you man, like, what was the date? There's or a lot of sevens. Know? That's the only reason why okay. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I'm just kidding, but I'll never forget it because that was the night where he's like, Hey man, you want to come hang out? We, my, you know, she's having people over, we're going to have drink, whatever, you know, college kids are doing. I went there and. He's like, hey, there's a girl that I want you to meet. And that was it. Fast forward, you know, umpteenth years later, married, two children. That's awesome. Yeah. And just today you had the kids running around, right? Oh, yeah. These two were babysitting. <laughs> we, we were making cutlets, and these kids were stealing all the Turali and all the rolls and, That's and awesome. shooting Richie with Nerf guns and yeah. stuff like that. It's, but, e- it's either one of two things. It's either birth control. Yeah. or it's the opposite like dude someday i'm gonna have kids like that yeah, yeah and i told awesome. him take your pick boys yeah. what do you want <laughs> um um so met her you know and she and i i i'm gonna say this i'm gonna do a little snippet about her if absolutely I can. yeah absolutely man this is your show bro if it wasn't for my wife i would be dead or in jail so <laughs> um just kidding but, but so good job look yeah, at you you, see? you did a good job there you go um so uh, my wife's name is Ryan. She is my queen, my life. I, I would, if it, I, I would, Frank, I, w- I don't, I wouldn't remember what to do with my head if it was detachable. <laughs> if it weren't for her, she is the great organizer of things. Yeah. Uh, she's the the best mother in, in the entire world. It's awesome. Uh, the most supportive wife. Any 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 spouse who supports us doing this nonsense is, in my opinion, whether it's for a day or a decade or seven decades is even if it's for a day, you, you are, uh, have great worth in this world. You know, um, it's hard sometimes, right? I'll, at full yeah, disclosure, a lot of times away and a lot of time away yeah. or, or like, you know, because that commitment goes one way. Like you know, yeah, if you're here working with these guys and you're here ripping these oh, road, trust me, you're not them, home. Ask them. She lets me know when yeah, I should be home. Yeah, you're, but the point is you're, but, you, if you're here, you're not home. Right. Yeah, so and, there's a sacrifice both ways. Yeah. And, my wife and I haven't worked out really well where like COVID has kind of changed things. Now that I can work from home, I'm extremely, I can take the kids to school and then still work. I can pick the kids up even if, you know, and still work. Right. I can, you know, I, like I was telling you before, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not eating a sandwich off a two by four anymore. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it's, it's easier for me to be around in general for the kids to be around this place, to be around my wife, to do stuff around the house. Back in the day when I was out for eight to 12 hours a day, five to seven days a week working and still trying to come out to the firehouse and go on fire calls, obviously not as often, it's hard. I've had to take take months off. 
I've had to tell the I've had to tell my chief, like, listen, man, I'm not gonna be around for six weeks. I'm on a job in Sussex County. I gotta be there from seven to seven. I gotta leave at five AM. I'm not getting home till ten PM every night. I can't be coming around for the next three weeks, six weeks, whatever. It was. Right. And just for her to support me during all of that, when I get on the truck and I'm gone for six hours overnight, she and I, I have this mutual understanding with her. Like so for a while we were just doing whatever. But once kids got involved, she she and I had to sit down and be like, hey, listen, you have to do things when it's appropriate. And being a fireman, well, I'm a fireman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do it all the time. It seems like it's always appropriate. Yeah, it's always appropriate. <laughs> I want to be here for 27 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. I want to do fireman things for 27 hours a day every day. I love this shit. So it's difficult for me sometimes because I'm like, I'll go to go to the walkthrough, and then she's like, the baby's got a fever. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. it's, it's that walkthrough is going to be another day. Yeah, or the walkthrough is going to be the straw that breaks the camel back, and right. I'm not doing right. that. I, you know, it's hard to put, especially being in the volunteer fire service. It's hard to put uh, uh, family in this in the same bracket. Family has to, my immediate family has to come first. Yeah. And sometimes I've made moves, man, and I've I've felt the wrath because mm-hmm. I made the wrong move a thousand percent. And she's even though she, I've put her through all of that, she still supports me. And I'm like, Yo, what? Like, I got a really good. I can't screw this up. Yeah, yeah. No, so. And and again, um, that that personal sacrifice, like I said, it goes both ways. So, you know, it, it you got to find that balance. Oh. And there's some guys and, and girls in this in this job that just haven't found that balance, and it's cost them marriages, yeah, 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 families. Yeah. Definitely, you know, yeah. uh, like we have rules. Uh, my one rule is like, if I'm going to come here and do training and stuff like that, anything that needs to be done with the kids has to be done prior to doing that. Right, so when when I come out here, ask these guys. I come in here on two wheels, almost late to drill, because you know she needed to have one more uh, uh, verse of uh, into the unknown, or 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 you know, do you want to build a snowman? I had to sing it five more times. You're like, yeah, because if you don't sing it five more times, right, right, she's gonna be yelling and screaming, and then my wife got to deal with her while I'm gone. It's gonna be bad news bears. So, bro, I gotta tell you, you, you saw a movie, uh, My Cousin Vinny, right? Every time. Okay, so every since time I'm sitting here, every time that train goes by, oh yeah, because it's so loud. <laughs> all I think about in my mind is like him popping out of bed and going, "What the?" F-? When, when he when he pops up, oh that train's at four a.m. and then you start the guys talking up at the bottom of the hotel, dude. Because it's so especially in the headphones, man, it's so loud. And <laughs> still to this day, my brother and I break chops about the scene. There's my brother and I are big movie guys, yeah. and yeah, me too, and um. One of my favorite scenes, my brother and I constantly always used to laugh at, was when he's in like uh, the other lawyers, like like Woods' home, <laughs> and he hears the owl screeching. And he comes out in his in his like Doc Martin leather boots, a pair of tidy whities and and, and 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 the tank top with this like giant revolver he found in the closet. He just starts blind firing into the woods. I crack up every time. Those two, Marissa Tomei, That's the, a great the, movie. the best. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to get off so, track, but every time I hear matter. that train, oh yeah, I've heard it like what five oh, yeah. times so far. That train went oh, by. Yeah. What does it go by? Like every what? Twenty minutes? Know. Fifteen every, minutes? Well, it depends. It's, it's the busy time of the day. It'll go. You'll see one there and one back. One there. Thirty seconds later, one back. One there, one back. It's transit's got their game tight, man. And they, it, <laughs> they go back and forth constantly. <laughs> you must hear that in your sleep. Oh, not, not even that. I was telling you before. The worst part is, like, this is not a big firehouse. We don't have a meeting room. We can, we conduct business here in the bay. We pull the engine out, pop the doors open, especially now, you know, this whole week it was, you know, an accumulative oh, yeah, of yeah. 105 degrees. So like if we were to have the monthly meeting, 
we'd have to go to somebody's house or something like that because we wouldn't be able to hold in here and the, and the day room is, is too uh, too small. But the worst part is like we're trying to be like, okay, new business. And when you hear the whoop, whoop in the background, everybody's like, oh, <laughs> everybody's like, and, and it's worse too because like, you know how monthly meetings and volunteer fire departments get, it gets heavy with certain things. It yeah. gets not heavy. With, once you're heavy into something and it, there's like, guys are really getting into criti- critiquing something that's going on or, or trying to approve something or not approve something, bylaw change, you know, all that nonsense. And everybody, and they hear boom, boom. Everybody's like, just like, uh, uh, like, what does he say in the Christmas story? Waves a tapestry of profanity. <laughs> just everybody's like, beep, 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 mama, beep. Like, just, just, I'm not I'm trying to keep it semi PG rated, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the worst curses come out when that train comes through here, man. And it's just like, <laughs> like, everybody does that, like, the angry, like, extreme, <laughs> like, like, they're doing that. And I'm like, yeah. holy moly. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of Allendale. Was, uh, oh yeah, that, love Allendale. So let's talk I about Allendale, those guys. Man. So before I segue out of it, um, Mawa has guys that come and go. I know that um, a couple of guys that I've seen come and go, top guys. Um, you know they're also riding, but the guys that brought me up, uh, John Darby, Steve Doggerty, like I, I, all these guys that were the huge, huge bring ups, Christian Darby. All these guys, these senior men, uh, Chris Stricker is a de- uh, deputy chief now. Hmm. I was coming up with him when he was just starting to become, a, you know, coming through being an officer. Um, you want to talk about Allendale? Uh, well, before you do that, like this is so. Think about this for a second. You have a platform right now. Oh, and, and those are just four guys. We had 15, 16 guys that I would constantly. So right now is your opportunity. Like, what, what do you want to say to them as far as thank where, you where we're at now? Thank you. You guys have taught me things that I'm going to take to the grave. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I had I had those spending time with those guys socially in the firehouse on calls. Uh, the guy I talked to you about, John Darby, he offered me a job as an electrician. That's what I've been doing for the last fifteen years. If and it, it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him giving me that opportunity for the job, sorry for screwing up so much when I was a young kid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I blew him up underneath the thing one time. He threw a pair of strippers at me because of it. I blew him up so bad one time. Like, I, I, did you shut the breaker off? Yeah. You know, and he, you know, he's just, he was like, and he, you know, he threw the pliers at me the next day. I bought him a new pair of strippers because he, blew, I blew them up. So, right. you know, if it wasn't for that guy, John, I wouldn't be an electrician. I wouldn't, you know, and, and listening to him, even like, being in the work truck, you know, I was, you know, I was a schmuck when I was a kid. Dude. I fell through yeah, my, the company I used to work for. We were working in his uh, new insurance agent's house. I was putting an attic fan, fell through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, I was an animal when I was a kid. So, um, he, we would always be, you know, you know, hanging out with the guys after whatever, like Steve, tell everyone what you did, everyone what you did at work today. And I'm like, Oh God, no, I don't want to do it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> and then I'd have to tell them because he's like, you understand I'm showing you something. I'm like, yeah. Oh, and that's where I'm like, it's everything's a lesson. Yeah, dude. And like, you know, like Mr. Miyagi, but a little, a little twisted, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and so he, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have my career today. And Chris Stricker, the guy I told you about, well, when I was done working with the electrician, with John, he was like, hey, dude, you want to work on fire alarm systems? That's what I do for work today. I'm a fire alarm systems engineer, right? And I, if it wasn't for that company, no wife, no job, no kids, no nothing. If yeah. it wasn't for those guys, those guys are responsible for my adult life. My parents too, obviously. Those, my parents yeah, they, too. Your parents yeah. helped out. Yeah. Yes, a thousand percent. If it wasn't for my parents, same thing. Um, 
if it wasn't for that core group of guys that I came up with as the older guys in the fire service, the senior men, right. I would not be where I am today at all. Huge. That's a huge statement, man. It's powerful. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. You know, because you talk about the 20 minutes when you walk in. Yeah. Those guys mentally took me in, broke me down, <laughs> brought me up. You know, yeah. I learned how to break balls from being in the fire service. Broke you down, but just to build you up. Yeah. Not like yeah. breaking me down to, right. to, for me to, to watch me go down. Right. Right. After they break you down, they explain to you why you're doing it. Right. You, what, like, so for instance, when you, when you yell, I mean, I, I yell at my kids sometimes, right? Put it down. You know, yeah. like. Well, I'm teaching my daughter how to drive right now. So there's, there's a lot of Italian yelling. And then after, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, afterwards I, I go, you know, you know, I, I can't help this. Like, Understand this just, I this love just, you. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. this for a reason. It, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I don't oh, yeah. like going head on with cars and, and all that thing. Oh so, dude, yeah. it's awful. It, it's, I can only imagine what you do. You're scaring me, bro. Stop. Bro, it's an amazing experience. I'll I'm just not, tell you I'm that. I'm not ready for that yet. It's definitely amazing. I'm not ready for that yet. We're just getting through potty training. I'm not, I'm not ready for you, that yet. You got time. Oh. So, so tell me about, <laughs> just wait, bro. Oh. Tell me about uh, Allendale. That's so um, Allendale, so like in Mawa, we were just, you know, rescue company one. Right. Allendale has a nickname called the Nut House. <laughs> Those guys. Is that because Rob's there? Rob, Rob, Rob is, Rob is the man, right? So, so I love, how many accents does Rob have? Let's talk about that. Okay. So Rob has many accents. What's the first one? Are you ready? Yeah. If he's being professionally, sounds like he's from Chicago. Okay. If he's talking to me because I'm Polish, right? If he's talking to me or he's talking to somebody else who's Polish or something like that, he puts on a hard Polish accent and he says, he says, he says the Polish F word constantly. We always do it (laughs) together. It's fun. So he's got Chicago. He's got Polish. If he's talking with someone with, uh, he's talking with someone who lives near New York. So if you live in Hudson, Essex, Passaic, certain parts of Passaic, or Rockland County, he talks with a New York accent. <laughs> it's true. Hey, listen, if you're putting this on it, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you right now, dude. Tell me it's wrong, and I swear <laughs> to God, we'll have words. No, Rob. Uh, so Rob, Rob was. I, I don't know how to say it. Rob had. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm an asshole. Rob was coming up with less time than I, right? So um, Rob and I came to, but Rob, Rob is a dude who, he came to fruition as a position, in, in a position of leadership in the fire service. Right. Like he is, he skyrocketed to leadership for some reason. Like for me, it took me like years to learn how to be an appropriate leader. Him, I watched him soar past me he was, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's, he's paid guy. Now right. he goes to a lot of fires, which I'm very jealous about. He sends right. me pictures all the time and he's just like, Oh, good. Look at, look at the job I went to today. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like this. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I just want that, bro. I want to put a line down a hot smoky hallway. You know, I want to do fireman shit all the time. And it's upsetting me when everybody else is sending me. Fire.